listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcom. I'm here with the sensei himself, J. M. Smith, the leader of the Disciple Dojo, and he Go check his stuff out. JM, how's it? How's it, brother? It's good. Yeah, good here. Doing well. We, as we're recording outside, I got 20, 30, 40 mile an hour winds going on around me because we have a tropical storm uh, rolling through just south of the island. So, yeah, it's yeah. going, it's popping off outside right now. It was it was doing the same thing here earlier. I don't think it's the same storm. I think we're a little too far away from you guys <laughs> for yeah. it to be the same. But yeah, it was it was pretty wild here today too. So yeah, when the spirit blows where it will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the storms are communicating. I did hear this interesting uh, fact some time ago. It just it still blows my mind, dude. Did you know that? whales can communicate with each other from a distance of about 10,000 miles away from each other. Now I had heard it was a huge distance, but I did not, I've never heard that big a distance. So if that's true, that's unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. We we can do it through phone and internet, but right. They're just using their skulls and water. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's pretty amazing. So like uh, a whale out here could be somehow communicating with a whale out in the Atlantic. So <laughs> they're just yeah, chatting back maybe, and forth. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're complaining about whose storm is worse. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've already had, uh, we're still really, I guess early into the hurricane season, but that's two storms that have come pretty close to the islands here and, um, yeah. Well, I hope the yeah. yurt is okay and uh, and undamaged. Yeah. yeah, I hope so too. We did have a branch fall off our backyard tree last night, so it's laying down on our lanai, which is mm. uh, the Hawaiian term for porch. Um, uh, okay. So, yeah, it, it only fell a few feet from the yurt. So, do you guys yurt... have coconuts? You yeah, have coconut trees. Course. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard. Since you threw out a whale fact, I'll throw out a coconut fact. I heard coconuts right. kill like two hundred people a year. Uh, falling coconuts. I don't know if that's true at all, but <laughs> watch out if you got yeah. some in your yard. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we don't have them in a yard. I mean, we have them around, but we do have a mango tree. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Big old, big old mango tree. Um, well, this is 10 questions and we look at a verse of scripture in each episode and we just each get five questions, 10 total, and we interrogate the verse. So that's what we're doing here. We're going to make our way back to the old Testament today. And JM doesn't know what's coming his way. If you're watching, you'll be able to see it on the screen. If you're just listening, that's fine too. We'll read out loud. It is uh, Deuteronomy 31.6, and probably most of y'all know this one. It goes like this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. 
for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, well, this is a good one, man. Um, mm. So I think I took off, uh, took the lead on the last one. There's some good stuff here. What you want to take the lead on this one? You got question number one. Absolutely. I'll, I'll go with this one. Question number one. First question. Um, who is this addressing? Who is this yes. a personal verse for me in my life? Uh, or is this have a historical setting that I need to take into account? Yes. Great, great question. So who's he telling to be strong, courageous, not be afraid. Great. I'm, I'm curious then, uh, if it's, you know, you're asking, is, is it for ancient people, for us? Like, it says, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Um, I mean, if we personalize it, we can make the them about anyone or anything we wanted to, right? So right. in this verse, who's the them referring to? Don't be terrified, afraid or terrified because of them. Who's them? Yeah. That that often seems to get somehow scrubbed from the the verse, you know, or whitewashed a little bit, I think, that them just you get that be strong, courageous, not be afraid for the Lord your God goes with you. Hmm. Right. That kind of because of them often gets hopped over. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or like you said, just generically applied like to somebody that's mean to us on Twitter or <laughs> like, so, you know, like any, somebody says something we don't like and they're the them in our minds. Mm -hmm. We're always the good guys in our, like we're always, we're never the right. them, which is. That's right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the psychology, psychology of how we do that for sure. Yeah. And just when we're watching movies, right. That we, we like connect more intuitively with the good guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, me, second question. <clears throat> My second question, and I have you as a, as a Greek nerd, I'm more of a Hebrew nerd, so I can ask you because I always look at the Septuagint. The Septuagint says, be manly and strong. Um, or I'll pronounce it wrong so you can do it for me. But the two, uh, it, it uses the word andrizu yeah. and iskue. So I would want to know what does the, the Hebrew, uh, hisku, what does that, does that mean strength, manly, bodybuilder, warrior and if so how would this apply to either men who aren't manly or strong or how would it apply to women or children mm. very good yes very 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 good very insightful mm. um yeah well my my next question um this he will never leave you nor forsake you. That seems like it is used elsewhere in scripture. And so my second question is, is the, is this verse used elsewhere 
And if so, uh, how is it similar to, different from, or even related to, or not, uh, this passage? Never leave, he will never leave you nor forsake you. What are the intertextual connections, in other words? Hmm. You talk like in the like New Testament passages where they use that imagery? Yeah. yeah. Or that concept, yeah. Well, I would want to ask theologically, how does this, how do we hold this, uh, how is this verse true in light of the fact that God did leave and forsake Israel during the captivity, um, send them into exile and, and literally said, you know, like through Jeremiah, I'm divorced, I've divorced you. And, and even the generation, the previous generation that, died in the desert. Um, so I, that's what I want to know. How, how does this, how do we balance that with the reality, the historical reality of at least for periods of time, the psalmist cried out and lamentations lamented that God seemed to have left and forsaken them. Um, my mm. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Kind of thing. How do, so how, yeah, how do yes. we, how do we, uh, juggle all of these verses that's brilliant actually brilliant insight um i guess i'll, I'll uh, ride on the coattails of that question with i think it's my third one um is there although these seem like imperatives um and just the end seems like a declarative statement. Uh, the Lord goes with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Is there actually something contingent baked into this? Like, um, must we do something? Like, does being strong and courageous and not being afraid or terrified, if we do those things, is that then what results in the Lord going with us and hmm. not forsaking us? If we don't do those things, then will the Lord not go with us and forsake us? So mm. like, is there is part B of the sentence contingent on doing part A of the sentence? That's my question. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Or a contingent on something else. <laughs> yeah. I would want to know, like, is my is my fourth or fifth? Fourth. Fourth question. I think. <laughs> I'm just assuming you're keeping track, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting engrossed in the text. No, I I would want to know why the next verse, thirty one seven, uh, re basically repeats this but unpacks it a little bit. So in 31, six, uh, uh -huh. somebody just says, be strong and courageous. 31, seven, then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, be strong and courageous. So was God telling Moses and then Moses telling Joshua, or was God telling Moses to tell Joshua <laughs> what's going on? I know in scripture, when things repeat, it's important. 
And so I would yeah. want to know what the significance of that seeming repetition is, or if there's any. Yeah, very good. Um, so in, in our verse here, we have, we have, uh, for the Lord, your God goes with you, uh, is, is this, does this have in mind a specific, like a final destination or is it just like goes with you in general, everywhere and anywhere like mm. goes with you where? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we both got one question left. Mine, I think I would want to ask, picking up on that. So in Hebrew, that uh, who hahalek, uh, literally, uh, Yahweh Elohim, Lord your God, he going with you. It's a participle. So he, the one going with you and in English smooths it out to he go, turns it into a, just more of a generic, he goes with you. But is it, is it that like, kind of like what you're asking, like God going with them in this situation? Cause they're, you know, going into the land. So is this military imagery or is this general generic as you go through life in general kind of promise? Um, yeah, I would want to know what, a, what, what sense is God going? Hmm. What's interesting too, uh, this is my last question in the Greek of the Septuagint, um, we have, so in the English we have, do not be afraid or terrified. So we have these like one negative one not really there's an implied second negative do not be afraid do not be terrified but if you look in the greek it's there's three negatives me fovu me dedelia me de petothes so we have three negatives hmm. in the greek me me de me de so what's happening here this one's do not fear so neither fear nor be timid nor frightened so why from before his face why are there three negatives here um do we have that conveyed uh in the hebrew as well and yeah what's going on why are there three negatives why is one lost in the English translation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I would <laughs> never notice that. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty fascinating. Um, well, y'all, this is the stuff of uh, good, good biblical study. And uh, we hope that we're modeling that for you good creative study as well, always making these observations, asking questions before doing any kind of interpretation. There's a lot of work before we get to any sort of um, interpret interpreting, right? So yeah, take this, uh, adapt it into your own, integrate it into your own study, uh, make observations, ask questions. And best of all, if you can find people to do that with, 
even mm. better. Right? It's like we're doing it here together. If you can do that, even better. So, yeah, JM, thanks for the insights. Thanks for your time. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, to everybody out there listening, watching, uh, head over to Disciple Dojo and JM's other various ministries, his YouTube page, his Grown Up Stable Facebook page, and um, check those out. Go to glowsouse.com, like the video, share it, subscribe, whatever you're comfortable doing. Uh, we hope this is beneficial to you, and until next time, we hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glow's House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glowsahouse.com today. Glow's House, language resources for the global community.